the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is not just any Monday. No, it is not. It is Election Eve. It is the night before the most important midterm elections in our lives. And this time we mean it. There's no uh, you know, chicken little. There's no hyperbole here. Joe Biden today was saying we're in a battle for the, the soul of America. And I think that's the first and only time he's ever been right. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. We've got some questions for you guys. We've also got some great guests for you. Tom DeBacaro, former head chairman of the Republican Party for the state of California, one of the smartest political pundits out there because he not only has experience in politics, but he's also an historian. He's going to be here to give his perspective as well as his lend his knowledge of history, his knowledge of elections to share with you guys what, what is likely to happen tomorrow. And I would certainly, certainly trust Tom DeBacaro's predictions over Larry Sabato, which is who they're going with on, on Drudge. So stay tuned for Tom DeBacaro. Next hour, we've actually got Lon Hee Chen. We've got candidate Lon Hee Chen who's going to be here. And a lot of people might be like, AK, why you care so much about this controller position for the state of, uh, of California? Because there's a reason why Every newspaper in the state of California has endorsed Lon Hee Chen and why that race is so important to the state of California. We don't have a whole lot of races here that really matter and really will will you know change the dynamic for us much. But how our money is handled in the state of California has buku implications. We've also got next hour Paula Witzel, the head of San Diego County Republican Party, is going to be here. I'm not going to I'm not going to let her get a whole lot of details because we don't want the Democrats to know some of her genius in terms of her ground game. But I'm definitely excited to have her here tonight to tell you guys in the last minute, 11th hour, night before, what you need to do to get out the vote, what you can do to volunteer, what you can do to help usher in the red wave. Because even though we don't have, you know, Newsom's going to win re-election here for governor. Pretty much a lot of the races are kind of locked in. There may be a couple that are contested, but even more than that, we've also got local races that matter. So definitely stay tuned tonight. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. I'm going to bring my man in here in a moment. I want you to write that number down because we've got some questions for you all as we go into these monumental midterm elections tomorrow. Follow me on all the socials at Andrea K and email me at AndreaKShow.com. All right, my man, you've been work- we've been working together all day on this. Um, glad to have you and honored to have you as my partner going into the midterms. It's DJ Potato Skins. Can't hear you, man. Press the button. Dude, dude. Press the button, man. <laughs> yeah, it's called recording multiple shows a day. Yeah. Sorry. Um, 
it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out tomorrow. Uh, I, I'm still hearkening back to Nancy Pelosi's comment a couple of months ago saying they're not worried and mm-hmm. uh, they're confident about the outcome of the election. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, we've actually got some election issues already on the table to tell you guys about. We're going to talk about that. Speaking of Nancy Pelosi, how big of a red wave is it going to be? She might have said that, and we know that they're doing everything that they can to steal it. In fact, I've got some stories for you guys, but it's going to be so ugly for Nancy that she's already tipping her hand and indicating her retirement. Of course, it's it, it, she's using the bizarre, weirdo, strange... Uh, Story that doesn't make any sense. The insane story of of uh, the hammer incident with her husband is the excuse that she might uh, she will uh, she will be that that incident with her husband is why she will be reevaluating what she's going to be doing going forward. My question for you guys tonight: Here we are on uh, the eve of the most consequential midterm elections, and there are reports and the rumors all day today have been that Donald Trump was going to announce tonight at a rally in which he's speaking live at right now in Ohio. The rally was to help support J.D. Vance and get him over the hump in in the midterms. I believe that race is tight. I believe that all the races, my understanding, are all within the margin of errors. I can't really predict a whole lot because there's no trusting the polls right now. We got a problem with the polls and that we don't have enough. The Most of the polling outfits cannot be trusted. We know they oversample Democrats. We know Republicans go undersampled. We know the Republicans this year, much like 2016, are not wanting to admit they're not wanting to talk to pollsters. We can't really know. I think J.D. Vance has an absolutely great opportunity to win that Senate seat in the state of Ohio against Tim Ryan, who's refused to run with the Democrats. But my question for you guys is this. Do you think that Trump should announce tonight? If so, why? Do you not think that Trump should announce his presidency tonight? If so, why? I don't think he should, Andrea. Unfortunately, I'm seeing multiple sources that are saying that uh, it's a real possibility. Well, I think that um, in, in thinking about this, and then I want to, and then I want to refocus on the midterms because Trump is not on the ballot tomorrow, and the fact that everybody's talking about Trump right now and will he or won't he. Is is why I think he shouldn't, because if if you either wait until after the midterms or you do it weeks ahead of the midterms to be doing it on the eve of the midterms is to suck the oxygen out of the midterms. We need to be only thinking about and focusing on taking this country back with those that are actually on the ballot tomorrow. Every congressional race in which we've got a Republican, we've got an incredible opportunity to go not 51-49 in the Senate like Larry Sabato is talking, but 54-54, having 54 seats in the Senate and taking 54 seats in the House. And that should be our focus. That in it alone, going into these midterms tonight, that should be the focus. In addition to that should be the governor's races in which we have an opportunity. Tudor Dixon up in Michigan, right? Uh, Kemp down in Georgia. Carrie Lake in Arizona. There's there's a fourth that I'm, I'm I'm forgetting about right now. Oh, Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania, right? Let's talk about the local races from sheriff's offices to city councils. We've got we there's it doesn't help us. We first things first is we've got to get a solid majority going into the past the midterms so that we then and and have them be MAGA so that we can actually restore some sanity to the United States of America. Sanity is on the ballot tomorrow. Sanity is on the ballot tomorrow, not Donald J. Trump. 
We are off the rails insane when we are, uh, we shouldn't even be within any margin of error in any race in this country. That's how gone America is. When there is that many people that would vote for a party that thinks it's okay to mutilate children, we are off the rails insane in this country. When we've got half the, uh, two, uh, almost half the country that thinks it's okay, over 300,000 illegals got away in the month of October alone I saw today. We are, the United States of America is the largest human trafficking operation in the world with that open border. That's insane. Sanity is on the ballot tomorrow. We're exporting. We are funding Putin and, and his entire empire and all of his antics with our war on energy and supposedly doing it in the name of fighting Putin. That's insane. Ukraine is quite, and supporting Ukraine to billions and billions of dollars when none of the money is even going to the military. That's insane. What are some other examples of insanity going on in this country? Um, the war on white people, the war on white people that's happening in schools, businesses across the country. The war on energy right now that is that is going to be there's new reports out with this diesel diesel shortage that there are experts saying you need to stock up on food. You need to immediately be stocking up on food. Trying to hand this country over and its sovereignty over to the World Economic Forum is insane. Sanity is on the ballot tomorrow, not Donald J. Trump. I love Trump. Don't get me wrong. I was the I was the one who picked him when he came down the escalators. But we've got to stay focused. Right. Tomorrow is the mid- if, if you 888-344-1170, you think I'm wrong because some of y'all came at me today and you think I'm wrong. I also want to know as we switch into midter- midterm talk, are you mail-in ballot vote early as a Republican or are you going in tomorrow and voting in person? Where are you in that? I'm about going in person. I'm about going in person. I'm about going in person. We need to overwhelm on same day voting. We need to overwhelm on same-day voting. Take your mail-in ballot with you. Look at the opportunity we have here. I want to play this clip about uh, the uh, approval rating. The opportunity we have to save this nation is tomorrow. Now, it could be said that if Trump announces tonight that it doesn't affect any, it, that it actually could. Some people are thinking that it could create more momentum for MAGA that, to carry and to, to make people more excited uh, to go and, and vote tomorrow. But I'm thinking it's a distraction. How many people at that rally tonight, maybe, you know, or, or, or if he announces, you know, are just so excited over MAGA or, or 2024 that they don't even bother to vote tomorrow. One of the things we've been talking about here is that we cannot count on anything. We need to be treating tomorrow as though there is no guarantee of a red wave and we have to work our butts off. That's why Paula Witzel's coming on the show later. We've got a tremendous opportunity, but these Democrats, let me tell you, you think they're going to give it up easily? You think they're going to go away? No, but I want you to hear uh, this, the state of the nation and, and how miserable Americans are right now. Clip three. Biden's job approval rating sits at 44% in this final NBC News poll. By the way, all-time low with independence. His approval rating is just 28%. And let me put this in context for you. What does a job rating mean? Some people believe it's the single most important indicator to understand where a midterm election is going. Bill Clinton's 44% job approval rating translated into a 54-seat loss for his party. A 45% job approval rating for President Obama in 2010 translated to 63 lost House seats. 46% for President Trump, 40 House seat loss for his party. So what will 44% give us? And here's, the, to me, the number you probably ought to care about the most in this poll. The state of the U.S. economy. 
81% tell us they're dissatisfied. This is the second highest number we've ever recorded. The last time it was this high was just before the 2010 election. And you know how that one went. Yeah, that was 63 seats went to the Republicans. And that was because of the Tea Party wave. We've got an opportunity here. We need to be focused on pushing every MAGA candidate over the line that we can anywhere. Even if you're in San Diego, uh, support a MAGA candidate somewhere across the country. Get on the phone. You can make robocalls to get out the vote. You can you can give some last minute money to where they that they could possibly use. We need to be supporting these MAGA candidates. The Democrats are so worried. They're absolutely worried. And we and what we need is to we need to not only do everything we can to get our MAGA candidates over, but we over over the line. But then we need to keep the pressure on the Republican Party when they do win. But and we need to have the 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 margin has to be as big as possible. I I ask everybody out there to stay focused on these midterms. Don't get lost in what's happening in 2024. That's two years down the road. We don't need to be thinking about that right now. The opportunity that we have to take this country back is just so amazing. I want you guys to listen to this, uh, what Van Jones had to say. Uh, we, you know, the, I'm hoping, I'm uh, Skins, you're listening to the rally. Uh, you have it on in the background. Before I play this Van Jones clip, is there anything that's standing out to you? Uh, because this is the closing argument tonight going into the midterms by Trump. He's been doing a lot of talk, Andrea, about how the system of voting needs to be fixed. He's hammered home on that needs to go back to Election Day. Yeah. uh, Paper ballots. He's talking about some of the key pivotal races that are going on that he said that we would easily win 100 percent if those two things were in place. The vibe I'm getting, whether he announces or not, it it could go either way. Well, I'm liking what he's talking about right there in terms of that in and of itself is important. Yes, it is. It's the most important thing. I want you guys to listen to to uh, to Van Jones. They are the Democrats tonight are trying to scramble uh, in in terms of uh, trying to stop the red wave. They're trying to hashtag blue blue tsunami all over the place. Uh, Listen to what Van Jones has to say about the threat to democracy as a messaging strategy by the Dems. Big picture, Van, because economic issues certainly at the top of voters' minds. It seems virtually across the board. In a cycle, when that is the case, did the Democrats get their message wrong by focusing, for instance, on threats to democracy as opposed to economics as the top issue? Well, listen, a lot of the uh, actual campaigns on the ground were focusing on uh, the, the economy, but you are correct. I think there was this kind of fool's gold, this idea that you know, the threat to democracy is so severe in the wake of this insurrection, in the wake of these election deniers possibly grabbing control of the government, that that was something that you had to talk about. But you also had to talk about the economy. The, I think the tragedy here is that uh, the Democrats have something to say on the economy in terms of what Biden has done when it comes to 10 million jobs, what Biden has done when it comes to prescription drug, drug prices, standing up to China on the CHIPS Act, and also the fear of what Republicans will do. If you think it's bad now, I think Democrats should have been saying, wait until uh, Republicans shut down the government to knock out mm-hmm. Social Security and Medicare. <laughs> wait until uh, prescription uh, drug uh, prices go up. Uh, but we didn't focus enough firepower on that issue. And I think it's going to potentially cost us. Uh, I mean, that's insane, right? You know, the, the, Talk about trying to pull something out of your hiney. Oh, the Democrats should. He's absolutely right. Them focusing on the threat to democracy. Nobody paid attention to that January 6th stuff. Nobody paid attention to that. It's not on the minds of the voters. But listen to what he's saying there. 
Did he say, uh, you know, did he say that the Democrats should have come back and and pivoted and actually said, okay, yeah, we're going to drill. Yeah, we're, yeah, we, we need to, we need to restore energy independence. No apologies. No. Absolutely no course correction. No, the, what he's saying the Democrats should have done, which would not have worked and would not have saved them, is to try to to pull the playbook out of uh, 2008 when they ran ads that Paul Ryan and Mitt Romney were going to shove granny off the cliff. Right. Look, the, tomorrow is going to be a red wave. The question is, how big of a wave is it going to be? And I think that that's on us. I still think we've got a tremendous opportunity wherever you are listening to me. We've got to stop being apathetic. We've got to you've there must be something that you can do to volunteer. If nothing else, take people, even if you've already voted early, can you find 10 people that you can take to the polls? 10 people. Think of it this way. What one issue? If you were just a one-issue voter, what would be the one thing that would make you say, I cannot let this go on anymore? Is it that your six-year-old child or grandchild is being targeted right now in a school for genital mutilation? Is it the fact that you're looking at your retirement and you don't have any money left because of how it's been destroyed? What is your issue that will drive you? What matters to you so much that if, that if it's destroyed, whether it's your child, your livelihood, or whatever... Because literally, that's what's at stake in these midterms. I'm going to take a break. We come back. We are going to get into some of the election crap that's going on around the country as the Democrats are desperate in the last throws before the midterms to try to salvage it. We're going to talk about that when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego, FM 96.1 North County, and streaming all over the world. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. So the left is trying to normalize um, us no longer, not only no longer have an election day, election weeks and weeks and weeks, but dragging things out so that they can, uh, quite frankly, manipulate the, the votes. There's no other explanation for it. Here's Corrine Jean-Pierre and what she had to say today in terms of normalizing the fact that, you know, all decent countries take days, if not longer, to count all, quote, legitimate votes. Clip eight. It took two weeks to to call every state. In modern elections, more and more ballots are being cast in early voting and also by mail. And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the ballots, uh, after, pardon me, after the polls close on November 8th. So you heard the president say this the other night. He has been very clear on this as well. We may not know all the winners of elections for a few days. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. That's how the, that's how this is supposed to work. And it's important for us to all be patient when while votes are, are being counted. It's ridiculous. It's inexcusable. All Never took that long before. And we were using paper. No. And that's what we need to go back to. In Mexico, when they implemented election integrity uh, uh, aspects like voter ID, voter turnout increased because people actually began to to have more trust in the system. France got rid of mail-in ballots and went to same-day voting, and they're able to count every vote. And that's what we always did in the past. And the the fact that COVID was was such the convenient... uh, uh, tool for the left to completely seize control over our nation and to steal our elections from us. And there's no reason why it should not been allowed uh, during the, uh, of course, uh, I don't know what the, uh, the, the Trump administration couldn't have done anything about it because the secretaries of states at the local level are in control of the elections. Um, but the legislatures were supposed, are, are actually supposed to be crafting election law. 
and uh, under emergency authorizations, oh, you know, we, we, uh, you know, because somebody might catch a cold. Look, if you were too scared at this point, if you were too scared to leave your house to go vote, then you don't vote, in my opinion. But we're, but we're not even in COVID right now. The second COVID was over, even if you bought into that as a notion for mail-in ballots, it should have gone away post-COVID. But of course, there's never any expansion of government, never any expansion of, of corruption that ever gets dialed back, ever. And the same, too many of the same conservatives that complain about election integrity issues are happy to fill out absentee ballots and happy to do early voting in person as polling systems are set up and polling stations set up weeks in advance and and happy to do the mail-in ballots and vote early. And all these conveniences do provide a convenient opportunity for them to steal, Right. Case in point, and if they and if they weren't interested in trying to steal, then why would John Fetterman? Why would his campaign be suing to have undated and misdated ballots counted? Is that your idea of a legitimate ballot? This is another reason why you need to go inside. Same day voting, vote in person with voter ID and with a mail in ballot with uh, with uh, voter ID and a paper ballot. Here's what happened in Indiana: a Democrat poll worker was ejected for pre-selecting. He took he he took a voter over to a machine and selected a straight Democrat ticket on the voting machine for that voter. And when the voter was and this is just one of the incidents that happened, they tried to keep his name out. Uh, His name was James Zhang, Z-H-E-N-G. So not only did he do things like selecting for a voter a straight Democrat ticket and then the voter had to go and get help because the voter said she couldn't figure out how to you know switch it back on the machine he was also accused of telling some uh, voters inside outside well within the legal area for people to electioneer and and state their positions there was some pro-parenting people on the outside of the polling station in an area that was legal Some voters went inside and reported that this same guy, James, was telling those voters, don't pay attention to those people outside. They're Republicans. They're racist. So this guy was finally removed from this polling station. But this is the kind of crap that's going on with the Democrat Party while they're telling you that there's no election integrity issues. But it, but it also, if there's no election integrity issues, Skins, then why is it that the Department of Justice has announced today that they're sending people, they're sending teams of people around the country to the different polling stations tomorrow? Why is the federal government getting involved at our polling stations? Our elections are run by the states. That has me very concerned. We're going to take a break. We come back. Tom DeBacaro is going to be here with his predictions on how big of a red wave it's going to be. And then also what he thinks the Republican Party is prepared to do with it. Ronna McDaniel says today or yesterday on a Sunday morning show that if the Republicans, when they get control, they're going to work with Joe Biden and reach across the aisle. We're going to see what Tom Debacar has to say about that when we come back. Andrea K. telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I told you at the top of the hour, don't be reading that article, Top of Drudge, and pay no attention to what that Larry Sabato has to say about what the margin's going to be for the Republican Party. I have 
uh, somebody here. Y'all know him well. He is the real mind that's here to tell y'all tonight what you can expect to happen in terms of the Republican Party and the red wave. It is Tom Del Beccaro, former chairman of the Republican Party for the state of California, brilliant author, author of such tomes as The Divided Era, as well as you can read all of his stuff everywhere. Just Google Tom Del Beccaro, and he joins me now. Hello, my dear Tom Del Beccaro. How are you? Years ago, I used to read life. Well, hang on just a second, dude. Dude, yeah, we're having trouble hearing you. Get to. I'm. I'm. I'm assuming you're gushing a compliment on me. I want to be able to hear it clearly. You, you can't hear me. Many years ago, are you there? Yes. I used to read Larry Sabato, and then I started taking issue with his group. Emailed them and uh-huh. blah blah blah. So he's gone over. Uh, too much. I, yeah. I, I agree he's not particularly accurate these days, but as far as uh, gushing about you, who, who doesn't? It, <laughs> so, so what will happen tomorrow? I suppose that's the question. Um, you read a book called The Divided Era, and part of the di- Divided Era has been going on for really about three decades now, which are people moving to sorting themselves out. There's actually a book called The Big Sword about how we're moving to red states or red counties and the blues moving to deeper blue and blue states. Millions of uh, Republicans out of California in the last 25 years. So that creates this how far a wave can go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's less and we're losing you again. I, I don't know if you're moving around and trying to make an eggplant parmigiana while you're talking to us. I understand it's the same as always. You know what? Let's. Why don't we do this? Why don't we um, disconnect and then try you back? Sometimes that fixes the signal. So we're in the meantime while we're reconnecting to get a better signal with Tom Debacro. Did y'all hear? <laughs> But, you know, I will say that the Democrats messaging is really bad. I mean, you know, no, there's not a whole lot they can do to try to salvage uh, the mess that they're in. Um, But could they at least not have had their top Democrat, uh, who's the head of the DCCC, um, New York Congressman Sean Patrick Maloney, suggest that people solve their inflation issues by eating cans of Chef Boyardee? I mean, is that not the dumbest closing argument? I do like me some Chef Boyardee, though. You know, do we have Tom Delbacaro back? Uh, I don't know if he ate Chef Boyardee, but he's Oh, no. Done. Five bucks says Tom Delbacaro has never eaten a can of no, Chef Boyardee no, in his I life. Okay, Tom Delbacaro. If you would have brought one of those into my mother's house, you, you would not have survived the episode. My daughter once told me that she was going out with a guy and he brought a jarred tomato sauce and she almost broke up with it. <laughs> That's awesome. But how dumb is that, though? I mean, for them to come out at, right the night, the eve of the midterms, Tom Debacar, that's their closing argument. Eat Chef Boyardee. Come on. Pretty bad. Almost as bad as as Biden saying no more drilling. Yeah. It's pretty unbelievable. So we're talking briefly. So there's the, we're so gerrymandered and red blue that there's going to be there's more ceiling than there was 30 years ago. I'm going to give you my two caveats and then tell you what I think is uh, going to happen. That's a big deal being so divided. The other thing deals with the U.S. Senate. You know, this is the year 
the Democrats should have had a great opportunity to pick up Senate seats. Yeah. Because there's 21 Republican seats, only Democrat seats. It's two years from now where the, Demo- where the Republicans have a chance to pick up additional seats. None of the Senate seats the Democrats are defending did Trump win. So you would think it would be easier for them. So here's where we go. I, Republicans are over 200 House members. They will get to 240. What does that mean? That means they're going to pick up around 30 seats somewhere in that neighborhood because the ceiling these days is really in the 240s. I, I happen to agree with people that have talked about that. But that's still a big deal right. because that will leave the Democrats in the substantial minority. Now, let's talk about the Senate. The, the things are not going well. If you look at you, Fetterman, I, I think, is going to lose, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think, I think uh, Mark will be carried over by the sensation that's become Kerry Lake. So, Arizona, the Latino vote, because of the shutdown of Vegas and Coba, which puts people out of work, the Latino vote's going to hold them accountable and you're going to see a Senate pickup there. So those are two pickups right there. And Warnock, they need value to help him. He hasn't hit in the polls in forever. They tried to slash him and uh, just not here. Hey, Tom, we're just not hearing you again. I don't know if you're you get to a better air. You're saying really good stuff. You were talking about the Latino vote. Yeah. I, I, can you hear me better. now? Yeah, that's better. All right. So the Latino vote's going to carry uh, Nevada. Let's see. Let me go to Georgia. And Walker clearly is ahead. Warnock is... They don't even send anybody of real value to help him. So that seems to be a pickup. So I think at least 53 seats in the Senate will have to see whether they can get to 54. Because the, the, the woman who's the senator in New Hampshire isn't even running uh, campaign events. She does things by Zoom. It's yeah. remarkable. Tom, I don't know what's going on with it with you tonight. We're not able. We're just we're just not able to hear you tonight. So we're going to have to figure out our connection. So when you're on tomorrow night, that we, that we work it out. All right, my dear. All right. Go try some All Chef right. Boyardee and report back tomorrow night on, on what you think about it. <laughs> All, right, bye. All right. We're talking tomorrow night. We, we need to figure. Out. We've never had that bad of a connection with him. It could be uh, could be our end. Um, although I doubt it. Yeah, it's not our end. Day. It's not our end. Uh, one of the things that he mentioned was the thing about drilling. Uh, you, the Democrats cannot be honest with you about anything. About anything. There's abs- This is why I said that sanity is on the ballot. Because what they are doing to this country and the economic pain that you're in right now is intentional. And they're not telling you that. They're not telling you we're inflicting this pain on you. Uh, number one, because it's a part of the Great Reset and the World Economic Forum and the fact that we're trying to turn America into just another schmuck of a country along with the rest of the world. And that's what's part of it. And number two, um, that it's it's also by design because it enables them to have just more and more control over the American people and that this Great Reset is part and, and the globalist Great Reset World Economic Forum controlled Klaus Schwab 
movement is a communist one, right? Um, they can't be honest about any of that. If they legitimately so, cared, Andrea, about the American people, they would be right now realizing what is actually going on. And as we pointed out earlier, they would be reversing their policies, right. but they're not because and, they don't. Right. And so when when they do have moments of honesty, then they have to backtrack from it. Like when Hillary Clinton was was an email came out that uh, was revealed in 2016 that she she told people when it came to the border, she had to have a public position and a private position. Because the reality is, is they're lying. They, they, uh, the, uh, and uh, Paul Ryan was a part of the Republican part, part of the open border society, the gl- this globalist movement. So Joe Biden on Saturday says a couple of things that they're trying to walk back today. One of the things he said was there will be no more drilling. There is no more drilling. Clip four. No more drilling. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. So what the reason why he was being asked that question is just last week he had actually put pressure on uh, it made a statements that I think it was that he was going to um, he was threatening more taxes or something on the oil companies, the oil and gas companies, if they didn't start drilling and increase production. So that's why the, this somebody, uh, who, whoever asked that question to him said, Hey, what's this thing you're talking about? New drilling. And he says, I'm not for new drilling. The only reason why he said that he was, was going into the midterms, trying to lie to the voters. So then Corrine Jean Pierre, the world's worst diversity hire, had to try to walk back. And then in addition to him saying no more drilling, he also said he was going to shut down every coal plant that was left. Even and 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 she and she's trying to say that his words were twisted here. Well, let me tell you, Manchin came out today and said it was absolutely sick and demented and and, and twisted for him to have said that. Here's how she's trying to walk it back. Clip five. Briefly to clarify something you mentioned um, here at the podium, uh, you mentioned about the president's statement or what the president said on Saturday regarding coal. Um, you mentioned a couple times or repeated a couple times today that those words were twisted. So who twisted them? Did Manchin twist them? Did someone else twist them? It's how it was reported out was being twisted. Um, so if you <laughs> and I want to be really clear because this is important. Uh, Let's stop for a second. Anytime that she says, I want to be really clear, she's about to give you some John Fetterman garbled mush. Okay. Or or maybe Kamala, pick your garbled mush response. We don't even need to play any more of that. I mean, this is this is how insulting they are. This is how stupid they think you are. That he will say one thing at a microphone and then she will turn right around and say that the media twisted it. Was that the same media that's in their camp that that they you know the Biden, Biden lies and they swear to it right joy reed this is this is how the media is so willing to lie for the democrats joy reed actually came out over the weekend and said that no american had ever used or heard the term inflation before this year when the republican party was pushing the word inflation <laughs> never heard the word inflation before not a part of americans vocabulary i've been hearing that word since i was a kid having to hear about the legendary gas lines from the 70s with jimmy carter i didn't witness all these gas lines but and, and uh and then i guess he gave some speech the great malaise speech in a sweater or whatever i certainly know the effects of inflation my parents had to buy a house in the 80s uh, with mortgage rates it was over 20 percent that's some serious inflation. So you know what, Democrats, don't be insulting the intelligence. It's not going to work, right? Just like calling, you know, white suburban women cockroaches wasn't exactly a good closing argument. So what are they going to do 
in response, Skins. They, let, let's think about what the Democrats are going to do, regardless of whether or not it's 51, like Sabato was saying, or 54-54. The Democrats are going to lose tomorrow. And we've said many times before that the Democrats never reset. They never admit they were wrong. They never stop pushing for their agenda. They, they are the ones that are like cockroaches that go underground. How are they going to... Are they are, are some people are saying that these they're they're street fighters street that basically the entire Democrat Party is Black Lives Matter and Antifa and that things could get ugly from a violent standpoint. I think it depends on whether or not the Republicans actually govern in the way that they should and whether or not they do investigations and try to hold anybody accountable. If they do what Ronald McDaniel wants him to do and reach across the aisle and work with Biden and basically continue and, and basically assist him in big spending, assist him in open borders, you know, don't do anything to stop the mutilation of children, uh, continue to fund Ukraine, then why would the Democrats basically the, if the Republicans squander the majority, there won't need to be any there won't the democrats won't need to to conk anybody over the head because they'll get their way through nonviolence. we're going to take a break we come back uh speaking of sanity being on the ballot it's it's shocking to me that tudor dixon that it's that it's even close for her to win the governorship in michigan wait till you hear gretchen gretchen whitmer today and what she had to say stay tuned AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, some reminders of some other issues related to sanity, which is on the ballot tomorrow. Um, I retweeted, retweeted a thread from Dr. Roger Marshall today uh, reminding people that the Democrats tried to fire 44 million Americans over a vaccine that doesn't stop transmissions. Think about that. Think about that. Think that should ab- be reason number one. Yeah, that should be that. Yeah. What I was saying, uh, you know, at the open of the show, what pick an issue that that is about y- y- your some aspect of your life being threatened. Think about think about what it was like. We're so adjustable as Americans. We move on so quickly. Think about that moment when you weren't sure whether or not you were you were going to have to choose your job or getting jabbed and injected with some with a substance you didn't trust remember that especially if you were pregnant do you know anybody that's dropped dead i know people the sudden adult death syndrome these are the these are the people that brought that to you right i know people and i have my suspicions that that is part of what was going right. on right How about another thing he tweeted? Dems tried to dishonorably discharge U.S. service members for refusing the shot when Biden's own son received a lesser discharge for cocaine use. Think about that. Think about everything that they think about everything that they did to you. These Democrats did to you under the guy. And and, well, we're still doing it. Do we not still have members of the U.S. military? That have not been... uh, They haven't been reinstated. Haven't been reinstated. Haven't been hired back. How many businesses were destroyed? That will never open again. That will never open again. Something like 40-something percent of small businesses in, in this country. How many parents now have a child that's either in the process of being genitally mutilated or was genitally mutilated with puberty blockers or their their mind was destroyed because the child was preyed on in school? Right. 
we've reported here of parents in this in this country uh, who's uh, there was one who was pushed to trans and committed suicide. We know that that's happened. Children are being preyed upon in this country. Bob Walters reported last Friday in one state alone, there was a 586 percent increase in children identifying as trans. That's because it's being implanted in their little brains. That could be you. In fact, you probably you, you it could be you and you don't even know because so many of these schools have these these um, closets where they've got clothes or, or they and they let the kid change into their other you know identity when they get to school and actually use a different name. How many parents out there skins have no idea right now that their child is being put on the process to transition? Sanity is on the ballot tomorrow. And the thing is, is if your child na- it felt that way, I mean, there's, there's, it's not necessary to, I'm not even suggesting as a parent, if you want to go on board with that, if you're Charlize Theron and your three-year-old tells you they're this or that, I mean, I can't stop you from doing that. But we, we should be, it's insane for schools to be pushing this on children. Let's talk about Drag Queen Story Hour. You want to talk about some insanity that's going on in the United States of America involving our schools. Is grown men coming in dressed in thongs and gyrating around children in schools? Let's talk about the pornography in our schools. There's school school boards all over this country that won't let parents read from the very books that are being taught to their children because it's so pornographic. There's a school district that actually uh, has it was uh, instructing kids on a gay app that they could use that not only was it, it gave instructions on how to do gay sex, but actually and gave instructions on how they could use that app to go meet up with somebody to have sex. That's what's going on in our schools. Sanity is on the ballot tomorrow. Here's Gretchen Whitmer speaking of insane. <clears throat> Here's Gretchen Whitmer talking about uh, people with who have periods. <laughs> Clip one. Bipartisan tax cut will help reduce the economic burden of the cost of menstrual products, especially for lower income Michiganders. Saving people with a period from paying taxes on up to forty eight hundred dollars <laughs> in spending over the course of their lifetime. Tell me America has not gone insane. People who have periods. <laughs> um, that's called women. <laughs> I saw a clip from uh, Matt Walsh. I've got to uh, invite him on the show. He When he was on Dr. Phil and he's confronting this woman who's got a beard and about the pronoun thing. And this is the best thing that I've ever heard anybody, the best argument against these pronouns that I've ever heard. He says, I... Uh, why do you get to own your pronouns? I, if you get to own your pronouns, why don't I get to uh, pr- uh, own my own adjectives? I think you should call me uh, handsome and brilliant every time you speak to me. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? I second that. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned. Lon He Chen will be here next. Don't you go away. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.